Have you gone gray? This is Anita Joyce here with Kelly Wilkness, and this is Decorating Tips and Tricks. Today's episode is gray still relevant. Many people got on the gray train. It has been popular since 2011. Really, quite a long time, Kelly. And I think a lot of us have gray walls in our house. I do. Quite a long time. And yes, it's a burning question these days, whether gray is still relevant. So we're going to give you our thoughts on it today. And I can say the short answer for me is yes. What do you think, Anita? (laughs) Yes. Okay. Well, thanks for listening today. (laughs) I think we're done here. Gotta go. I got some errands to do. Gotta run. Well, that just saves us a lot of time. How could I possibly stop talking? That's impossible. (laughs) I am so excited to talk about this topic because I feel strongly about gray, kind of like I feel about Pluto being a planet. I think that was totally unfair that they demoted Pluto. And I think some people still feel that that it's a planet. Well, I think think he's back now as a planet or she or or whatever. I had heard that. I'm really relieved, but I'm not sure everyone's convinced, but I am. And I'm also convinced that gray is here to stay. Yes, it is. So I wanted to talk a little bit kind of about the trends to begin with, how even where we how we got here and why we're even asking. And that is, like I said, around 2011, the prominent wall color was kind of that beige color. So when you would buy a house, it would be beige. And then, yes, I did have my uh, my Tuscan phase where I had the golden walls uh, and then I had the oxblood red dining room walls. So I really got into these reds and gold colors. And then when we we went from the autumnal phase, kind of the opposite end of the color spectrum to grays and blue. So we went from the warm colors to these cool colors, which really resonated with me. I loved the grays and the whites. All my furniture was red. And that's when I went crazy making linen slip covers in kind of an oatmeal color and recovering my furniture with grain sack material. And that also went with those grays. So I really loved the coolness of it, the softness. I love that kind of a Scandinavian, Gustavian feeling, the peacefulness of it. And that's about when people went with the grays on the wall in around 2011. That's when the bloggers and... The influencers started doing it. And then I would say it took several years. You know how this goes, Kelly. It took several years for the builders to pick up on the fact that things had shifted. And then they started going with with the grays. And then everyone on Pinterest was doing it. Everyone was doing it. And you know, some people did it beautifully, beautifully with the grays. And some people did it with some grays that were, let's call them questionable, little more of the blue side, kind of the steely side that just felt cold. And I, if it's a wall color, I don't think you want that cold gray on the wall. So I'm going to come out and say, that should have never been a thing. That, that shade of gray. Yeah. The cool grays are really hard to live with. It's, um, you could think about it's a little Scandinavian, but you have to add in the warmth like you did with the textiles and whatnot. It can also seem very minimalistic. And yes, bottom line, just sort of cold. So some people that 
tried the grays and they weren't educated. They weren't DTT listeners. They didn't know about the undertones and they unfortunately picked the wrong grays for them. And then they weren't happy. But um, gray was wildly popular and you saw it everywhere. And yes, it was done well and it was done badly, but it was decidedly done. Right. And everywhere. Right. And gray is now no longer so much in the limelight. It's not the it color. But because I think what you just said, it was everywhere. It was ubiquitous. It was too much. And and done in this kind of colder tones. So Mm -hmm. I think there was kind of a move away from it. And then we went to the bright whites which started, I want to say, around 2016 is when I first started seeing the bright white walls. And we're moving away from the bright white now into a warmer white and the softer grays. Yes. And so gray is still very much relevant and it should be part of your decorating. The reason why it waned, as we said, is it suffered from too much of a good thing, too much exposure And gray in the hands of rookies. And so they weren't getting it right. And then they were disappointed. And then they would tell their friend, oh, no, don't do gray because I hate my living room or fill in the blank. And so gray started, everyone started to turn on gray. But gray is a fabulous color with nuance and tones. It mixes well with others. It can be and should be considered a neutral. And it's really elegant. 2011, 2000 Schmevin. Gray was not invented in 2011, no. right? Gray has been with us forever. Uh, the classic gray wool suit. I, you know, there's gray everywhere. When my parents bought their first little Cape, Cape Cod house, the lady they bought it from, Mrs. Ball, everything was gray. She was gray. Her hair was gray. Her dog was gray. <laughs> the carpet was wall-to-wall gray. The walls were gray. I mean, she didn't know how tre- on trend she would have been. She would have been Instagram celebrity superstar in 2011. So gray has been around for a long time. It just bubbled to the top, just like other colors do. Sometimes they really catch on. I don't think the green trend with all the paint companies using it as their color of the year this year, we understood why, because people were really going back to nature after COVID and all that and really seeking the outdoors. But green has not hit hard like gray did because gray is very livable. It's an easy color to work into your decor. It's classic. It can be calming in the right tones uh, as paint, but it can be used in a lot of other ways in your home, smaller, more subtle touches, and it really works well with a variety of different tones. So you got to keep using gray. I think the value of gray is that it adds color to the wall but in a very neutral way. And if you go with a soft, warm gray, almost toward a putty, it just goes with everything. And it kind of takes on a different look during the day. Whereas a green, you know, there's so many different kinds of greens and not everything is going to go with those greens. Whereas the grays, if they're the soft, warm grays, Pretty much everything goes with that color. It has a presence, but it's not screaming at you, plays well with others. So it's a really nice choice. And I think Anita has some color, actual paint colors to share with you all today. That would be great choices if you want to try gray or if unfortunately you tried gray before and you picked a cold gray and you're not happy with it, but you still want to have gray in your life, then maybe you can try these colors that we're going to talk about today. Right. Okay. Well, let's get into those. 
uh, and I know you have some gray favorites as well. My favorite is The Agreeable Gray by Sherwin-Williams. And like I said, it's more of a putty. It's a very warm gray. And I have a lot of French antiques and gold in my house. Not not the Tuscan golds, but I mean like gold frames or maybe a gold accessory. So this particular color gray goes very well with gold. The cold blue-toned grays don't go well with, with gold accents. So that's that's one of the things I really liked about it. So owl gray, I think, is a very similar Benjamin Moore color to put on your wall. And I have a couple of other Benjamin Moore choices that are just slightly darker. That's Stonington gray and silver chain. Those and are mine! Are- oh, okay! <laughs> those are the Go ones ahead. I have in my house. No, those are great. And they're pure grays, but they would tend to be warmer. They are not cold. They really stay true gray on the wall. I don't read any blue, and you know how I feel about blue in my house, so I wouldn't want that. Those are wonderful colors. Yes, a similar color from Sherwin-Williams would also be a repose gray. I think that's going to be very similar to the Silver Chain by Benjamin Moore. And I know you had another color that you were going to talk about from Benjamin Moore. Yeah, Edgecomb Gray. It's a color I have not used in my home, but this is the second client that I've suggested it for, and we've used it in uh, rooms. The first client, it was a room that got lots and lots of natural light, and it looked spectacular. And I most recently, like, I don't even know if it's dry yet, used it in a client's north-facing office, and Boy, it looks spectacular. It looks a little darker. It reads a little darker, but it is juxtaposed to the white trim that we did in the semi-gloss. And of course, use my favorite, Simply White. It looks spectacular. So that's Edgecomb Gray. It's kind of a grige or a grayish, depending on how you want to pronounce that. And that is a lovely choice. And I think if you're going for the grays, you want to go for something with the warmer undertone, as we've discussed. So something that's almost like a muskety brown undertone, like a warm, a molish kind of color. You can see that maybe coming through or even a green undertone. That's beautiful. Or then slide into the darker charcoals. If you wanted to go a little bit darker, you could go with a Rockport gray. That is going to be more, again, toward the putty, but it's a bit darker. And that is Benjamin Moore. Some of these lighter grays that we're talking about kind of, to me, look like an aged plaster on the wall. Would you agree with that? Yeah, they do. You're absolutely right. And so I think that's why they just feel like an aged wall and they go so well with so many different things, especially, um, like I said, for a house that has antiques, I think it works beautifully, but it's beautiful with other styles also. So I think it works so well with so many different looks. Uh, If you want to go even darker, you can always go with our favorite Kendall charcoal from Benjamin Moore. And that's a pretty dark gray. You could put that on the wall, but I like to think of this more as something you would put on some, uh, maybe a built-in cabinetry or an island in your kitchen, uh, I think that would be beautiful. Or even on a, a chest of drawers, I think it would be very beautiful. Don't you just love a great recommendation from a friend? Well, we're delighted to be recommending these companies and their wonderful products to you today. And let them know your friends at DTT sent you. As incredible as it might seem, Life is only going to get busier in the next several weeks. So it is a perfect time for Green Chef. 
Green Chef makes eating well easy with plans to fit every lifestyle. Whether you're keto, paleo, vegan, vegetarian, gluten-free, or just looking to eat more balanced meals, Green Chef offers a range of recipes to suit your preferences. Green Chef is the number one meal kit for eating well with dinners that work for you and not the other way around. This holiday season, choose Green Chef for premium balanced recipes that support your wellness goals and taste good too. Green Chef's pre-made and pre-measured sauces, dressing, and spices get you more chef-curated flavor in less time, and that's what we need. And with Green Chef, you're actually reducing your food waste by at least 23% versus grocery shopping. I absolutely love when the Green Chef boxes come, and this couldn't be a better time for one to arrive. I have so many things on my calendar, and I want to start getting ready for the holidays. So Green Chef gives me time to do that and still get a balanced, healthy meal on the table. Head to greenchef.com slash DTT599 and use the code DTT599 to get $5.99 per meal on your first box, and that first box will ship free. Greenchef.com slash DTT599 using the code DTT599 to get $5.99 per meal on your first box, and that box will ship free. Want to give a gift to your loved ones that is as special as the relationship you share? Well, then give the gift of StoryWorth. StoryWorth is an online service that helps you and your loved ones preserve precious memories and stories for years to come. It's a thoughtful and meaningful gift that connects you to those who matter most. This is how it works. StoryWorth emails your relative or friend a thought-provoking question of your choice from their vast pool of possible options. Each unique prompt asks a question you may never have thought to ask, like, what's the bravest thing you've ever done in your life? Or if you could see into the future, what would you want to find out? Then after one year, StoryWorth will compile all of your loved one's stories, including photos, into a beautiful keepsake book that you'll be able to share and revisit for generations to come. Like wedding albums and baby books, the StoryWorth book will keep coming out year after year, reminding you of the special people in your life and the wonderful memories you share. Based on a prompt from StoryWorth, I learned a lot more about the one-room schoolhouse that my mom attended when she was a really little girl. With StoryWorth, you're giving those that you love the most a thoughtful personal gift from the heart and preserving their memories and stories for years to come. Go to StoryWorth.com slash DTT and save $10 on your first purchase. That's StoryWorth.com slash DTT to save $10 off your first purchase. If you're thinking about doing a little renovating or refreshing, Think about exploring Cabinets to Go. Cabinets to Go can help you update any room in your home, kitchens, bathrooms, laundry rooms, home offices, drop zones, garages, and more. Cabinets to Go offers cabinets, countertops, closets, flooring, and more. And with Cabinets to Go, you get the wow for way less. So whether you're looking to simply replace a few cabinets or for a full renovation, Cabinets to Go is your one-stop renovation destination. They have over 200,000 cabinets available in their warehouse in Tennessee, ready to ship nationwide today. Or choose from the endless door, color, and stain, and texture combinations and get your custom-built cabinets in just 10 to 12 weeks. 
Visit CabinetsToGo.com today and see why no one beats their prices or their transferable limited lifetime warranty. And right now, you'll get a full custom 3D design of your new kitchen at CabinetsToGo.com slash DTT. That's a free custom 3D design of your new wow kitchen at CabinetsToGo.com slash DTT. So another way to continue using gray or to start using gray in your home is in textiles. It is a wonderful color, particularly, I think, in the darker range to use for bigger pieces of furniture, like a sofa, a sectional, a love seat, a chair, dining room chairs, upholstered gray. I think it is a really great neutral and works with just about everything. If you wanted to go totally neutral and just stay with creams and whites and ecrus and work in gray. Well, that is incredibly elegant and beautiful way to go. It also is going to look beautiful with the light pinks and plums and greens and even browns. So many colors will work with gray because it really is at its heart a neutral, especially if it's done right. And I like to look for gray fabrics that have a heathering tone to them, which means that there's different colors of gray coming through the fabric, you know, in the material. Because I think not only does that give it interest and actually makes it even feel more textural to your eye, but also it will hide a myriad of sins, whether it be spills or footprints or dog or cat issues, things like that. When you've got a darker tone plus the heathering, it is going to really help the piece of furniture look its best for the longer period of time. I think it is a great color to use for furniture. And there's quite the range from light gray to dark gray. I think of the lighter gray as more possibly traditional in some senses. And the darker gray tends to look more contemporary. So it just kind of depends on your look on which direction you would go. But I think that's a beautiful look. And like you said, if you have pets or small kids or maybe a family that likes to eat on the sofa then I think that darker gray is a great way to go. If you're using gray, I will say this, there's so many ways to add it. Like you said, pillows, furniture, throws, rugs, all that sort of thing. But if I were doing it, I would probably do my foundation pieces in the gray. Like we always say, neutrals for the furniture, because those are big ticket items. And when you're tired of, if it was blue or green or pink or purple, then when you're tired of that color, then you're talking about buying a new piece of furniture or slip covering it or even recovering it. Whereas if you just stick with the gray, then you can change out those colors with the pillows and the throws and that sort of thing. But if I did the gray on my furniture pieces, I would definitely add some color in. I wouldn't just do everything in a gray. I would add color with the pillows, with some throws in the rug. And remember, even if you're doing a neutral room, that does not mean zero color in the room. That tends to be, well, I'm not going to say it doesn't look good because it can look very elegant depending on how it's done, but it's hard to pull off. Let me say it that way. You have to really know what you're doing to pull off a room with absolutely no color in it. And, you know, we see that a lot is our rooms that have no color. So that's that would be my tip is if you choose gray, you definitely want to add some color some places. Well, I think that, is one of the problems with gray sort of not being so hot anymore is that people did it, they went hard for it, 
and they made everything in the room gray. So it looked like room in a box, like, oh, pick <laughs> yeah. the gray version of room in a box. So you have a gray carpet, you have gray furniture, you have maybe a variety of tones of gray pillows, you have a gray throw, you have gray drapes. I mean, if this is resonating with anyone and that's what your home looks like or your living room or another room in your home, add some color because I... I definitely think you're going to like the room a lot more if you do that, and you're not going to be so off the gray. Keep the gray. Keep it for the bigger pieces. You can even have it predominantly be be gray, but there needs to be something else going on the room to complement the gray, to make the gray look good, juxtaposed to it. If it's just all gray, it just lies flat. I mean, it would even sort of do that even if it was magenta. You know, if there's just all magenta, you're like, eh, there's nothing really interesting then for the eye to see. So clearly, if it's a more subtle color or a gray or a neutrals, it's even more pronounced that it's really kind of just boring. So you want to add something else in there. And gray is just such a lovely fabric. I just think of like, you know, charcoal wool in gray or chunky sort of fisherman sweater, gray throws, mm-hmm. velvet gray pillows, absolutely gorgeous and really elegant, really classic. And you can just add those into any room and get the little dose of gray that you want. I think that's a great idea to do that. And I do have a beautiful gray blanket with some white threads in it like a very soft stripe and it has fringe on it it's one of my favorite throws it's so beautiful and it really looks great in a room so I think gray does go so well with so many different things and I think you're right one of the takeaways here is if you do use gray in the room use it in your foundation pieces and add some color to the room don't skip color altogether yeah and gray is very grounding in a room Uh, particularly if you're talking about a larger piece. So if everything feels sort of floaty, like if you went into the the white phase really hard and there's a lot of white in your rooms, adding a bit of gray, particularly in a larger piece of furniture, is really going to ground the room. And that's a good thing. And so think about adding a gray piece that's pretty substantial to your room if you don't have something like that already. And it really will transform your whole room. Now, how to use gray now? Now, we've already told you, don't make everything gray. So that's the old days. That was the 2011 to 2015 trend to use gray everywhere. Well, pick the right gray paint. Uh, Anita gave you lots of choices today. You know, re-listen, go to the show notes. You can get the links to all those. Make sure it's got a warm undertone and then use the differing shades from light to dark, whatever works for your particular room or piece of furniture. Uh, Try a charcoal gray sofa or accent chair or even ottoman. Some piece of furniture in a charcoal gray is absolutely lovely. Work in heathered gray textiles and make sure they're chunky. That adds a lot of interest to to the eye and of course also uh, to the touch. And mix your gray with other colors. So many colors work well with gray, as we mentioned, but absolutely gorgeous with other neutrals, with soft pinks, with the lavenders that Anita loves, and even grays and browns. So And de- blue. And blue. So still use gray. If you have it, keep it. If you haven't tried it, try it, embrace it. And if you want to move on to the next it color, 
go brown. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, you know, that's interesting you mentioned about the wall color because I did want to bring that up again too is if you already have gray walls, what should you do? Because it's not as hot as it was, but it's completely classic. So I think if you've got a workable gray color on the wall, I absolutely would keep it. But if you're looking around and thinking your gray looks harsh, then I would paint over it. And I would go with, um, yeah, maybe a soft white or a soft gray. The bottom line is just because you have gray on the wall does not mean that you need to get rid of it. So yes, gray is still relevant. Yay. I'm glad. I don't want to paint it again. (laughs) (laughs) Well, as always, I mean, it really is such a personal choice. And we don't like telling anybody what to do. We just tell you what's going on, what's on trend, what's kind of now. And then the decision is yours. Absolutely. What's our definition today? Today, I thought would be a good day to define the difference between a rush seat and a caned seat, because I think there's a lot of confusion about which is which. So much confusion. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I don't know if people are, you know, staying up at night worrying about it, but I'm not sure everybody knows the difference. It's good to know. Give it to us. Okay. So a caned seat, the caning refers to either strands of cane being woven by hand through holes that are drilled in the frame of a chair, or it uses pre-woven cane, which is basically a sheet that is woven in a diamond-like pattern and with small little reeds of caning around them. And so these are the, a lot of times it's antiques or maybe sometimes I see French chairs that have a caned back or seat that are new, but a lot of times this isn't an antique. And so these pre-woven cane sheets kind of can be, you might see a ridge in a chair and that's where those sheets go. So that's an example of a cane seat. And I'm going to have pictures for you to look at. I'll have some links so you can see what I'm talking about. Because the rush seat is actually a, it's a woven seat made out of long grass-like vegetation that's been dried and used to weave the seat of the chair. So there's several types of materials that you can use to make a rush seat. Uh, So they can be made out of natural grass, cattails, or seagrass, but they're wrapped together and and twisted. And those seats kind of look more solid, but you can see that there's a, a pattern on them. And those tend to last 20 to 30 years. I've bought some chairs like that that were very old, and sometimes they are needing some work. The cane chairs kind of make me nervous when they're old because, you know, I feel like they could break at any minute. Uh, And I bought one chair that the caning had already busted in the chair. It was not an antique, but I got the, but it was a pretty French chair I got for $15 because the caning seat had broken through and I just made another seat for it. And then voila, we were ready to go. So that's the difference. And I'm kind of explaining the difference. But really, when you see the pictures, you'll know what I'm talking about. I have several bonnet bent wood chairs that were left here in the barn, and I've been using them. And I resisted using the ones that had the cane seats for what I suspected would happen. Somebody put their heel of their foot through it just now. Like just yesterday. Oh no. <laughs> uh-huh. oh. Sitting on the chair with one knee up, 
with the heel of the foot, and all of a sudden oh. I heard. <laughs> yeah. Oh no. So I don't know what I'm going to do about that. I cried a little inside. <laughs> yeah. I know. Well, and what I did on some of these chairs, I haven't done it with all of my old chairs, was I used a saber saw and cut a piece of kind of like really thin plywood, uh, more like Luon, and put that on top of the chair and then put a seat cover on top of that. So you couldn't tell that I had that on there. But that was protecting the caning, so no one was actually sitting on the caning. But Get a visual of you like with a big sword saying on guard right now, like a saber saw. <laughs> it's a saw. Sounds like a <laughs> sword to me. I don't know. That was funny. Okay. I have an interesting crush. Now I haven't tried it, but my client Lisa has. And so she turned me on to it and I'm going to do it. I'm actually collecting my pile right now. It's a company called Four Days. So F-O-R days, kind of like four better days sort of thing. What they are is a completely closed loop fashion company. How it works is you pay $20 to get their bag sent to you and it's uh, got their logo on it. It's a kind of a really cool bag. You fill it with 15 pounds of clothing. Now, this doesn't have to be stuff that you would take to a consignment store or stuff you would even take to Goodwill. This can be really the dregs. It can be everything from old socks, onesie socks, underwear, even towels, sheets. They'll take anything that's a textile, anything that's fabric, and then they recycle it. uh, And then they create very nice looking basics. If anyone's familiar with American Apparel, they went out of business, but they were around for a long time and they did basics really well. I would say it's probably along the line of that quality and that type of clothing. Great t-shirts, great sweats, uh, great loungewear, things like that. They have for men, women, kids. I'm hoping maybe they'll have some decor at some point too. Fourdays.com, 20 bucks for the bag, and then they give you a $20 credit. So you pay for the bag, but basically you get the money back in credits to use in their store. So you're preventing all of this from going to a landfill. And there's amazing statistics on their site as to not only the fact that you're keeping these clothing out of the landfills, but then what is it doing with respect to not having to make new fabrics and all the water that's saved. So it's very compelling. I think that's a great idea. And it reminds me of Mount Indigo. Uh, My friend Jessica has started that company and they recycle denim jackets and other denim products. Denim material is so hardy and robust. It's really hard to destroy. So what a great way to keep things out of a landfill is to recycle denim products because, you know, they're going to last longer than we are. Anita, what's your crush? My crush is the movie Juliet Naked. And I say that hesitantly because there is actually no nudity in the movie that I remember. But Naked refers to a raw version of a song, which is called Juliet. So Juliet Naked means this just unfinished version of this song. Oh. So it's it's very funny. It, it's, a, it's a British production. And one of the main characters is played by Chris O'Dowd. And he plays Roy in the BBC comedy show IT Crowd. So he's very funny. And in this movie, he plays Duncan, who's obsessed with a singer-songwriter called uh, Tucker Crow, who's an American. And Duncan's girlfriend is just very neglected, and he just he's just obsessed with this 
songwriter and not his girlfriend. Well, then the girlfriend writes some letter to the songwriter, Tucker Crow, and they start a relationship. And Duncan, the one obsessed with Tucker Crow, he just cannot get past it. So it's, of course, this does not do it justice, but it's very, very funny the way it's all handled. The acting, it's very funny. So I will include a link to that. We just watched it a second time and it was still funny. Oh, wow. That sounds really good. Excellent. Well, I love British television or films. Awesome. I'm looking forward to that. So thanks so much for hanging out with us today. And if you want to email us and let us know while you fall in on the question, whether gray is still relevant, feel free to do so. And remember, we are here to inspire you to create a beautiful home. Until next time. I want to remind you that we are available for design consults. We take on your design dilemmas, questions, renovations, any project you want to talk about, any room, any space, we are here for you. And we really do enjoy doing these. And I think we've helped people a lot. So if you want to sign up for a consult, head to the link in the show notes. It's decoratingtipsandtricks.com slash consult. We hope to talk to you soon.